The other mindset problem that people have is that they really believe that LinkedIn isn't going to work for them and that it's all about them. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am Steve Fretzen, as the announcer mentioned, and I hope that you're uh, someone that's ambitious and, and interested in growing your law practice, bringing in new clients, whether you're seeing a recession, not seeing a recession, it doesn't matter. It's all about the book of business. It's all about how you're controlling your future through having your own clients and not relying on your partners and your firm and others to feed you business. You need to be in a position to uh, you know, be sustainable, be portable, whatever you want to call it. And that's what this show is all about. Be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. And if you thought that I was going to disappoint you today, well, I'm going to disappoint your disappointment in that thought because I've got Angela's like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> Angela, welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, I think it's a little bit cold here in California, but by your terms in Chicago, you know, I'm just being a big baby. All right. Yeah. Let me let me just wipe the tears from my eyes. Not uh, <laughs> that was a thing. Remember, we used to say that not. Uh, yes. I think that's very, I don't know if that's 80s. I think it's 80s. Maybe it's Simpsons. I, Is that like Simpsons or no? Oh, I can't Maybe remember. Not. Oh I don't my know. gosh. But uh, welcome to the show. We've got some lovely, wonderful, delightful sponsors that we have to take a moment to acknowledge. We've got Practice Panther helping you to be automated and technology advanced, technologically advanced as it relates to how you manage your law practice. We've got Money Penny, who's who's taking the receptionist you know, weight off your shoulders. And of course, Legalese, who's helping you uh, basically outsource all your marketing. And you don't have to do that yourself. I don't. You shouldn't either. And Legalese is the target and the place to go. We've got a quote of the show, Angela, before I announce you more formally, that I just want to bring up. And your quote is from famous, wonderful Arthur Ashe. Start where you are, use what you've got, do what you can. I like it. Good stuff there. It's, you know, and I think it's especially true for LinkedIn because everybody thinks they're like five years late to the party and grossly underdressed. And how do I ever catch up? And you don't. You just dive in. Just dive in. Just get started. People, I think lawyers in particular have that analysis paralysis where they overthink everything instead of just like even LinkedIn, which we're going to get into like really, really heavily today because that's your jam. And I think that they just make a huge mistake of waiting and like, I don't know what to post or I don't know. Watch a couple of videos, talk to Angela, talk to me, read a chapter in my book, uh, Rocket Science, whatever it might be. It's all there. All the information's there and you don't have to, you don't have to wait on it. So Angela, you are, um, Angela Duns is the founder of Cowgirl Creative Coaching and you're a LinkedIn specialist. And I'd love to hear your background on how you came to be, because I think you were heavily into academia for a while, right? In uh, Madison? I picked up on <laughs> I, that. I I moved to California with my shiny new MBA to get a CMO or a director of marketing position somewhere. And that never happened. And I stumbled upon an entrepreneur incubator center called the Renaissance Center. And I wrote curricula for them. Curricula, I have a master's in curricula from Edgewood. So yeah, heavy, heavy academia, two masters. 
And I wrote curricula for all the over 40s who weren't getting hired back to corporate America back in 2010. Now, one hour of that, we called it Encorepreneurs. It was a whole 12-week course, half days on a Saturday, on how, how do you start your own business if you've always been an employee? Now, one hour of that was LinkedIn. And the older people that were in the class were like, no way, we're never going on social media, we're done. And the other half of the class was like, you mean to tell me this is kind of like having a free website? And I was like, yes, exactly. You well, much, much better than that, though, right? I mean, from a job search perspective and the things we're going to get into today, I mean, it's far better than a website in many ways. It's a searchable database. It's yeah. a relationship builder. Right. So how did you move that? So was that sort of your be that lawyer tipping point of like realizing that the power of LinkedIn and that you wanted to sort of focus in that arena? Well, what was interesting was at that time, nobody was using, they weren't consciously using LinkedIn as a business development tool. It was still stuck in that, oh, it's just for job seekers category. Yeah. yeah. And everybody told me I was going to starve if I was going to try to help small businesses build their business using LinkedIn. But I stuck to my guns and I built a really nice business. Yeah, it is something that, you know, I just, I love that you're a specialist and I've been teaching LinkedIn, I want to say since around 2007. So that's a long time to be teaching it and it's always evolving, but I never like pushed all my chips into specialize. It's just a part of what I do, but I, but I think I probably go, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep where you're probably going very, very deep in. I'm going a couple of miles deep. You're going a couple of miles deep. Okay. So let's go back to social media generally i mean the social dilemma was something i watched and was in shock you know just of how we're being manipulated by social media and i don't want to go down that rabbit hole fully but you know social media friend or foe i think maybe attorneys see linkedin no different than facebook or instagram or twitter as a big rabbit hole of or a big mess of social media so how do you see social media and then how do you pull linkedin aside well, that's a super interesting question. You know, I refuse to use Facebook or okay. Instagram for my business. Okay. I use them. I'm semi-addicted like many people are, but it's really just personal. Yeah. And my big deal is we all have to empower ourselves around social media. Yes, the social dilemma is real. The algorithms are geared towards manipulation. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's really all about getting you to spend money. It's all about, you know, serving up whatever you looked at the internet someplace. Yeah. They're gonna or just, or just, you. by the way, or just spoke about randomly with someone in a room and all of a sudden, <laughs> right now I'm getting ads for, you know, uh, you know, uh, like say a smoker, you know, I wanted to get into smoking meat. And now all of a sudden I didn't tell Google about that. I haven't searched anything yet. It's popping up yeah, on Instagram. It's, so it's, it's, it's crazy. It's scary. It is. But he, here are the facts. There are a lot of analytics that say that LinkedIn isn't even social media. If you look at HubSpot, they don't show up in the analytics a lot of times. You know, it's going to be Snapchat and TikTok and YouTube and all of that. But LinkedIn doesn't even make the chart. It's a little bit different. It is the only consciously designed b2b platform on the planet yeah that is what makes it different now if we use it in the right way 
you know, I don't necessarily want to know what you had for lunch yesterday, Steve, but if you want to share a personal story that relates back to resilience or winning over incredible odds, something like that, that is a personal share that does belong on LinkedIn. Yeah. I have a friend that posted something, I think it was last week. November is National Adoption Month, and her two boys are adopted. And I think she's got about a hundred and some comments on that post so far, you know, and it's a horrible picture. It, you know, it's, it looks like it was purposely done sepia tone, but it's just because it's faded and not in great shape anymore. But things like that connect us as people. And the way I looked at LinkedIn is it is a relationship building tool. It's not a conversion tool. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make. Don't think about it as a conversion tool. No one on LinkedIn wants to be sold to. You have to get them off the platform for that. But but, but isn't but let's stop there because that's what's happening like at an insane level right now is that in the messaging piece, someone's figured it out that they can just bombard me with messages that look like they want to be my friend, but really they want me to hire them as the coaches, co you know, to they coach coaches or they want to sell me on marketing or they want to sell me on something. And I'm getting upwards of maybe three to five of those a day. Yes, me too. So that's and going that on and I'm not ruining LinkedIn. It's ruining it. I agree. I agree. I mean, we already get email stuff and I don't mind that. If somebody wants to try to sell me an email, you know, I can just hit unsubscribe or, or spam or whatever. Lock. Right. In some cases, they may actually hit a trigger. And I'm like, okay, but on LinkedIn, it's like, that's a sacred place. And just to give another example, I my the best post I ever did was a father and son holding a baseball bat together, talking about, do we want to make LinkedIn Facebook? People are trying to make LinkedIn Facebook where they're sharing personal things. And I wanted to get everybody's take on it. And I think I had, I don't know if it was 15,000 views and hundreds of comments or whatever, <laughs> Because my fear was, I don't need another Facebook, all right? right? I don't need to know what you had for lunch, and I don't need to know that your son was playing baseball. Now, if you want to relate it to a business, to your point earlier, if you want to relate it to a business event, adoption, and, and how that relates to your business, or that relates to something about your personal that people should know, okay, but I just don't want to, I don't want it to, to turn ugly, and I'm afraid it's going that way a little bit. Well... I'm friends with one of the people who writes the algorithm report every year. Okay. And there are human beings that are behind all of this. So when a post gets to a certain point, or if the tone detected in AI gets to be a little belligerent or confrontational, human beings actually get involved. And if it's political or offensive or inappropriate, it gets pulled and people get put in LinkedIn jail. Now that gives me some comfort. Okay. Now, they're not going to catch everything, but they are actually policing LinkedIn. Now here's a shocker for you. Pre-pandemic, the activity on in the newsfeed on LinkedIn was 30 to 40% baby boomers. And okay. they policed it themselves. I mean, that's what baby boomers do, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and post-pandemic, it's 10% or less. Mm. And you can tell. Yeah. So did they just sort of give up because it was too, there was too much? A lot of them have retired or semi-retired or they're sitting on boards and they really don't want to have any social media okay. um, presence at all because it's too political for whatever board or nonprofit they might sit on. They're voyeurs, 
but they are not participating. Okay. So I know one of the things I wanted to pull out of you today is, and we're going to get into this for the next, you know, 15 minutes, pretty heavy is lawyers are, there are many lawyers that are either on the fence or they're actually using LinkedIn on a daily or weekly basis, but they're not maybe using it properly. So what's the best use of LinkedIn from your standpoint? And then the follow-up question to that is going to be, there are people listening right now that are at big firms. There are people that are solos and everything in between. And they may have a different opinion about it because the big firm people, you know, maybe their firm is doing a lot of posting and like, how do they fit into that? Because their firm is the brand, not they're the brand. And maybe that's, a, I think that's a misstep, but let's get into that. It's a big misstep. Now for solos, how else are they going to stay visible? You know, they need LinkedIn to, even if somebody only looks at their profile and that's all they do on LinkedIn set it and forget it make sure you have a very strong client focused clearly communicated what is the problem you solve what is the audience that you serve yeah. i mean i happen to know a lot of immigration lawyers but they all focus on different things some of them focus on helping people get married to people who are not native some of them focus on criminal activity how do you defend immigrants and keep things fair? Some of them are focused on employment. You know, if you're a big employer and you're trying to get top talent and it happens to be from India or the Philippines or South Africa or wherever it is, how do you get those people here legally and keep them here and keep them safe? Right. And there's a lot of family law stuff. So immigration is a lot of different things. It's not cut and dry. But it has to be put on the, you have to, it has to be clear on LinkedIn exactly what you do and the problems that you deal with day in and day out. So people know they should follow yes. up and take a next step. Yes. Okay. So for attorneys, it's twofold. Very clearly and simply in lay terms, what do you do? And number okay. two, stay top of mind with your referral partners. Okay. So connect with your referral partners and then how do you mean keep keep top of top of mind or in touch with them and send them a message okay. once a quarter at the very least okay you know work anniversaries you were mentioned in the news you had a big case yeah. you know congratulations birthdays i saw this article and i thought of you what do you think what's your take just involving them in meaningful ways okay Got it, got it. Did you know that 36% of potential clients would take their business elsewhere if they had a bad call experience? Roll out the red carpet for your callers and website visitors with experienced and professional Money Penny Receptionists. Our awesome team, super powered by technology, will get to know your business inside out so they can answer calls and respond to web chats exactly as a part of your team. Start your free trial by quoting the name Fretson and get started today with Money Penny. With the help of Practice Panther, our office is more efficient than ever. We now provide an even higher level of service to our clients. I've collaborated with Practice Panther for years and I'm always hearing from happy customers just like that one. Practice Panther wants to save you up to eight hours every week and I wanna save you money. All my listeners can get an exclusive discount, 50% off your first three months. Learn how your firm can boost productivity with automated workflows, custom intake, and native e-payments by visiting practicepanther.com slash be that lawyer to discover more and claim this deal. 
Legalese Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegalEaseMarketing.com. So big firm, an individual at a big firm that has a big name, but they ultimately need to brand and market and business develop themselves. Anything specific on LinkedIn that they should be focusing on other than a great uh, profile? Don't wait for the crumbs to fall from some other partner or the business development team. Dear Lord, how are Rainmakers made? They have a strong personal brand that is backed up by a strong professional brand. Now that's where the magic happens. And if you ignore the personal branding and your special something, something, whatever it might be, and even introverts have it, they just need to get very clear about it. And I heard somebody say the other day that 60% of attorneys are introverts. That was mind blowing to me. You know, they're the ones that really pay attention to subtle details and pick up on things that other people don't. So find out what your superpowers are as an attorney, whether it's listening or whether it's being a tiger in litigation. What are your superpowers and how can you really let people know about your personality? How is that going to help? somebody who's trying to win a case or somebody that really needs a tiger on trademarks because there's a bunch of people competing for similar space. Well, they, and they don't want to talk about themselves. Like they, I, most lawyers other than a couple personal injury attorneys, right. That we see up on billboards and such, many of them don't, they don't want to brag or talk about their wins or whatever, but is that, is that something that they should be, you know, if it's legit that they can do it, they can't call themselves experts, but they can you know, put up different things? Or is it more about educating? Is it more about um, talking about, you know, the charity they're doing with their firm? Like, what are the things that they should be putting out there that they should be doing week in and week out? Well, the personal interest is definitely it. What charities are you involved with? That goes a long ways. Because there's still a huge stigma against attorneys, and especially from the people who need the most (laughs) And so making themselves look like an actual human being who's part of the community, who cares, who is doing something about some of the bigger problems that we have right now, whether it's, um, you know, getting stray dogs and cats off the street or, you know, getting hot food into kids lunches at school, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, But that's one of the biggest ways that they can really make themselves look personable and approachable. The other one is all of us are afraid to ask an attorney a question about anything because we're afraid of really being stupid. So the more you can educate me about your particular brand of law, your sweet spot, you know, if it's family law, tell me what I need to know to protect myself. You know, a lot of us are going through really crazy things right now. The pandemic has brought out the worst in some people. And attorneys have never been more needed to sort it out, you know, with businesses, within families, there's so much stuff going on. Make yourself somebody who I can approach easily and have a conversation with to solve my particular problem. And I know or have the idea that you're going to listen to me and be fair. Yeah. And I like when lawyers uh, 
find a topic. I'll give one example. One of my clients was talking about some old legalese, you know, old English type of legalese that uh, language that they're using that, you know, in 2022 doesn't really make sense that they're still using some language that's like from 200 years ago or whatever, or long or older. Right. And he kind of went off on a rant about it and he got a lot of engagement because other attorneys felt the same way that, yeah, this system yes. and the way that this language is, is makes no sense. And why aren't we changing Nobody it and evolving it? it? Right. No one understands it. And it's it, it, so, but he brought, he found something that wasn't controversial in a political way or a religious way. He found something that was controversial within the lawyers in the legal realm. And I thought that was so bright that he did that. And he ended up getting a tremendous amount of engagement and getting his name out there. And I think that's just, that's the kind of stuff that I, that I think lawyers need to really consider is where can they, you know, kick in and rant about something or kick in and do a poll about things that are maybe, you know, questionable and get that engagement. And even if you don't feel comfortable doing that, and that's brilliant, by the way, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, if it's something that everybody feels and no one is talking about, start the conversation. Yeah. But if you don't feel comfortable, I tell people, start where you do feel comfortable. You know, find something on Harvard Business Review or Business Insider or Inc. or Entrepreneur that has something to do with what you do. You know, even if it's a horror story or a success story, something like that. And then if you can share client stories, no names, no details, no industries, nothing like that. But just, you know, a client came to me and here was their challenge. This is what we did for them, whether it was contractual or whatever it was that they needed to do. And then here was the result for that person. You know, the peace of mind, you know, things went smoothly from there on, you know, they mitigated whatever the huge problem was with some simple contracts or whatever it might have been agreements, you know, mediation, whatever had to happen. Yeah. It's sometimes much simpler than we think, but we avoid things until they go wrong. If somebody could speak to that, that'd be a really juicy topic. Yeah, I like that. So one thing that I picked up from our previous conversation and from the the intake form that you filled out preparing for our time today was about optimization. Now, most people know when they think of that word optimization for a website, like search engine optimization, so you get found on Google and stuff like that. When you talk about LinkedIn, what is optimization and why is that something we need to start getting more familiar with? Oh my gosh, for attorneys, it's absolutely critical. LinkedIn is kind of like a internet inside the internet with its own algorithms and its own crawlers and search engines. And it is designed as a searchable database to connect the right people for the right opportunities. Now, I'm going to just about guarantee that every attorney listening to this has got words in their skills section for things that they're never going to do. And they're being found for those things. That's the downside of optimization. So cleaning up the keywords in your profile and being very clear on what you do and who you serve and the problem you solve can help you get found. You know, we don't look any farther than the top three or the top five when we do a search on LinkedIn. We don't look any further. So if you're number four or number six or number 10 or number 100, <laughs> LinkedIn isn't working for you. 
you know, so when, you, when, when you talk, but I, and I'm apologizing, when you talk about optimization, then in keywords, are you talking about under your name at the very top of your LinkedIn profile? Or are you talking about the underneath headline? that? The headline. Yeah, the headline. The crawlers are going to read your entire profile. Okay. And I'll tell, I'll tell you an example. It's a little extreme, but I worked with a gentleman and he said, Angela, I hate LinkedIn. I'm only getting hits for technical writing. He spent 15 years in Silicon Valley writing technical manuals for tech companies. Now he's in organization development and he has to change all of his top skills and functions to things that are soft skills and transferable skills. Once we did that and cleaned up his whole profile, he started getting hits for the right thing. Okay. So the optimization is super real. Now there are three places on your profile that are much more heavily weighted for keywords. Your headline directly below your name is one of them. The skills section that I mentioned before is that's like your freebie right there. Yeah. 50 strings of words. You know, if you're an immigration attorney, make sure the word immigration is in there 10 times. Immigration law, immigration family law, what, however you need to express that. But there's not really a limit on the length of the strings of words. And LinkedIn searches are word only. So get that word in there as many times as you can. Okay. And then the other one is creator mode. And for a lot of attorneys, I don't recommend creator mode because the downside of creator mode is it gives you five hashtags that are weighted very heavily in a search, but it takes away the connect button and it gives you the follow button instead. Mm. Now, most people don't know that if you go to the more button over to the right and hit the drop down, you can connect with them directly. But right. following is such a benign thing. I don't know why LinkedIn thinks it's an advantage to put the follow button there rather than the connect button. Right. But they do. Yeah. Well, they must serve some purpose and uh um confusion. That's okay, nice. well, there you go. Well, that's a purpose. It's the purpose that I usually <laughs> find myself in quite often. Let's sort of wrap up before we get to the game changing book. Um Three tips or things that we don't know about LinkedIn that could help us to be better at using it or getting results using it. LinkedIn is a mindset. And a lot of people have this mindset on that LinkedIn is overwhelming, that it's frustrating, that it's not user friendly. And as soon as you change your mindset and say, I'm just going to do these couple of simple things that are within my wheelhouse i feel comfortable doing them you know i have the content or i have the time to birthday greetings whatever your simple marketing strategy is you figure that out and then you put the blinders on to everything else okay so you're focusing hyper focus yes okay number two the other mindset problem that people have is that they really believe that linkedin isn't going to work for them and that it's all about them. Yeah. Number one mistake. LinkedIn is about your ideal entry-level client. Make it focused on who you serve, the problem you solve, and the results that you bring. And you have a much better chance of winning on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's great. I would add 
that there's really a couple of key things here. One is the brand building, right? Getting your name out in front of people and being consistent with your posts. And people know me that I'm I'm posting, you know, m- maybe once or twice a day, but consistently. And that's a legalese outsourcing situation. I create the content and they put it out on LinkedIn. And then if there's something specific I want to write, like I did a top 10 list of things I'm not thankful for after Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving. I, what am I not thankful for? You know, pe- slow drivers in the left lane. It was a whole shtick. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I wanted to go the other way. Everybody's posting about what they're thankful for. I want to say what I'm not thankful for. All right. So that kind of stuff I do because I don't expect them to be in my brain knowing, you know, what I'm going to write. The other thing is the business development side, that there are ways to connect with strategic partners, with direct clients to start conversations. And it's not being used anywhere near to the capacity and degree it could be, especially for introverts that don't want to attend networking events. Well, take 30 minutes a week and just stick your laptop on your lap and start looking through, you know, if you're a CPA and you want to meet, you know, doctors, well, then start looking up doctors or start looking up who connects to doctors. Maybe that's you know, medical marketing companies or medical HR companies or medical whatever, and start trying to figure it and just trying to connect with those people with a custom message. And it's a business development tool uh, very, very easily that doesn't take a lot of time. And then once they connect, send them a welcome message. Yeah. Thank you so much for connecting whoever their first name is. I'm glad to have you in my network or welcome to my network. 80% of the time, somebody will answer back and now you have a conversation going. There's that awkward moment when you get that first, that connection, that cold connection. What do you do now? Send them a welcome message. Thank them. Acknowledge them for connecting with you. Yeah, exactly. Let's transition to the game-changing book that you are recommending. This is one I haven't heard of, so I'm really excited to hear what what your two cents are about. It's called the big leap. My business development coach recommended that I read that book back in September. And, you know, we all reach a certain point in our business where we have our own glass ceiling up above us. It's a personal limit of whatever, you know, I can't be any bigger than this. I can't earn any more than this. Whatever that glass ceiling is for ourselves. You know, I can't handle any more clients. I can't scale any further than this, whatever it is. The Big Leap is all about changing your mindset and expanding that out in a very consistent, incremental way so that you can break your own glass ceiling and continuously grow and develop, whatever that means for you. Yeah, that's really great. Who's the author of that? Guy Guy Hendricks, Gay Hendricks, yeah. Guy Hendricks, Gay Hendricks, Gay, Gay Hendricks. Hendricks. Okay. Well, really great stuff. If people want to get in touch with you, Angela, to uh, learn more about your business, how you work with attorneys on their LinkedIn, what's the best uh, way for them to reach you? LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's D U N Z D U N Z on the yeah, last name, Angela Dunn. One of the advantages of using creator mode is that you have a clickable link available at the very top of your profile. So they can use that that clickable link and get right onto my calendar and have a conversation and ask a question. It's just a coffee chat. It's just a way of getting to know another human being. So I highly recommend people look me up and use that link. 
Well, really awesome. I appreciate you taking some time and sharing your wisdom. I think LinkedIn is, it's becoming more of a necessity than an option for lawyers. I think there's very few ways to get the word out about what you do and how great you are without saying you're great in you know, different ways. And of course, as a business development tool, which I'm all about. So they're both important, but if you're just not using it, I think it's like, it's like, here's, here's the example I would give. Take your smartphone and I want you to throw it in a toilet and walk away. Now, who would do that and go back to a corded phone that you're stuck to your desk or a rotary phone, which half the people listening don't even know what that is. Okay. That's how powerful LinkedIn is. It is the greatest networking business development marketing tool I think that's ever been created for individuals and businesses. And you're just not using it. I think that's a pretty big misstep. And I think if they focus on two things, it'll keep it a little bit yeah. easier. Yeah. So credibility and visibility whatever that means for you if you focus on those two things it'll feel a lot more comfortable yeah and i think that's it make it comfortable and you know focus on a couple things get and i think it's also habit building you just get into a habit or routine of it or again outsource it if there's someone else you know that you can that can help you do it and knock it out paralegal assistant va whatever that's going to play the play the part well thank you so much angela i appreciate you taking your time and spending some some you know you know time with us and, and getting all this great information out. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for having me, Steve. Sure. And thank you everybody for spending some time with Angela and I today, just a deeper dive into LinkedIn, which I think is really critical and helping you to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized and a skilled rainmaker. Take care, everybody. Be safe, be well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.